Los Angeles, Tokyo, Bamako, Honolulu, Madrid, Algiers. Ubuntu Radio, connecting Africa to the world. Indeed, you are on Ubuntu Radio. This is South Africa's public diplomacy in action. The uh, diplomat is on until 12 midday Central African time, and I am Thel Mangobeni. As I made a promise that I will be having a guest in studio, indeed. He is here. The Association of Independent uh, Publishers is pleased to announce the, the 10 community publishers who were chosen to take part in a 21-day U.S. study trip as part of an exciting new partnership project to build uh, the sustainability of print and online community media. Earlier in 2022, AIP was granted funds through the U.S. Embassy in South Africa to partner with one of uh, the world's leading academic institutions focused on journalism, the Institute of uh, International Journalism or IIJ in short within the EW Skipped uh, School of Journalism at Ohio University in Athens in the USA. Mediate Media is now it's one of the uh, it, uh, it is one of the 10 and there are nine other South African community publications that are set to fly the SA flag high in the United States of America and this forms part of the enhancing and securing the future of journalism in South Africa today we are honored in studio we are joined uh, by the managing member as well as a publisher of nine uh, many other independent community newspapers in South Africa. His name is uh, Chris Mdinga. You are welcome to Ubuntu Radio. Good morning. Good morning, Thelma. Thank you for having me and uh, uh, hello to all your listeners. And thank you so much for making time to come to the studio. You know, it's an honor. We hardly have people coming through these days due to online uh, uh, um possibilities where we always have people on uh, Zoom and other platforms. But for you to come in studio, it's really an honor. So before we go any further, I would like you to tell me about Mediate Media. What is uh, the institution all about? When was it formulated? And what inspired you to start this institution? All right. No, thank you so much, Thalma. I think I like the way you say institution because that's how our minds are set. Uh, but we are a registered company here in South Africa mm-hmm. uh, operating within the communications and marketing field. So the company uh, Mediate uh, was established about six, uh, six, seven years ago, and we operate here in Pretoria. Uh, we cover PR, communications, marketing, branding, etc. However, one of the divisions that we have is focused on publishing. Uh, because we are also publishers of a newspaper called Student Living, which is a publication that is distributed um, in various campuses in South Africa oh. uh, and also allows journalism students to participate. You know, we call it the voice by the students, uh, giving them a platform to really showcase their skills as well. But Mediate Media as a company also has um, you know, joint ventures and partially owning a couple of other publications around South Africa, independent publications, uh, one in uh, Eastern Cape, one in KZN, one in Limpopo as an example. Mm. So that formulates part of uh, our bigger strategy of a media house to say uh, we want to have a bigger footprint. And that's why we're excited that our publication as well was chosen as one of the nine that's going to go to the U.S. How did you learn about uh, this opportunity and what processes did you have to go through in order to make it to the top 10? Yeah, so uh, AIP, uh, which is Association of Independent Publishers, is a, an organization that most of the publishers in South Africa have to 
independent publishers, if I, if I may add, have to be a member of in order to get information about opportunities like this. Mm. So in South Africa in general, if you want to start a, a local community newspaper, it's very easy for you to do it because the sector in itself is not really regulated to that point like radio or television. Uh, however, in order for you to be a credible community newspaper or to allow uh, advertisers and investors to take you seriously as, as a publisher, you have to subscribe to certain organizations. For example, uh, SANEF, which is the South African National Editors Forum. Mm-hmm. And also you have to subscribe to um, the Press Council, etc., in order for you to be a real publisher. And one of those organizations is AIP, because what they do is they advocate on behalf of publishers, um, giving them opportunities, showcasing, um, you know, access to training. Uh, because if you look at independent publishers across the country, as an example, uh, they are very small publications starting off with, let's say, two people or three people with an interest of furthering the dissemination of information into the community, obviously speaking and reporting about things that are of the community. And they work in silos. So these publications or independent publishers from all corners of the country, as an example, do not have access to things like training Mm. or Mm. opportunities. So that's why it's very important for a publisher who's not even subscribed yet or a member of AIP to be a member of AIP to get access to this kind of information. So to get to your question, Thelma, is that uh, we uh, were given the opportunity to apply. So there were about 60 plus publishers Mm. across the country applying for this opportunity. And uh, it was not an easy uh, task because, you know, part and parcel of the the application process was that we needed to submit a vision uh, document, Mm. which is really based on how we envision the sector looking like and how we envision this trip um, to affect our current operations within our own publications. So within that, we needed to really stand out and, you know, talk about sustainability issues, talk about what we see the future of press in South Africa looking like, Mm. and in particular for our own publications as well. So obviously I can only speak on behalf of my own publication, but another thing I forgot to actually mention um, that Mediate Media does is that we also, that's why the whole institution, I love the way that you put that Mediate Media is an institution, I like that. Uh, what we do as well, we service, as Mediate Media, we service other independent publishers. Mm-hmm. When we say we service them, we we do layout and design, we do consultancy work, okay. uh, we help them with rate cards, or we help them with their digital transformation. So from traditional newspaper, printed newspaper, uh, we help them to develop their own Uh, news websites. However, that's where the crux of the matter is and why we're actually going to America is because we really want to be exposed to monetizing opportunities uh, for our clients, which are publishers, but also for our own products as well. So, yeah, uh, it was a vigorous uh, selection process. Uh, We had interviews. We had to submit a vision uh, vision document and uh, have to be vetted as well. And I think uh, that's why we stood out, because I think we, we ticked all the boxes, Thelma. 
Wow, wow, wow. It is such a rigorous process. And I can only imagine if you are just thumbsucking, you are not going to make it in this industry. And as a journalist, you have to display that uh, skill, the writing skill, because obviously you have to be very articulative, even if you have the ideas, but if you cannot put them down in black and white, unfortunately, you cannot sell. Yeah, that's so true. I can really imagine. So what is the overarching uh, aim for this study tour? All right. It's a very good question, Thelma. I think uh, the, the the whole concept uh, of having the U.S. Embassy and uh, AIP in a partnership to make this opportunity available for publishers to go overseas is really on a, uh, on a level of fact-finding and a quest to kind of look at sustainability issues around media in general and what better a place to actually go to than a place where they've experienced some changes within the sector Mm. so when i say changes uh you know with the advent of uh, COVID 19 for example a lot of publications shut down Mm. and community journalism and community newspapers are for me the fiber of of communities and, and especially small towns, because if you look at a community newspaper, you are looking at a, a sounding board, a, a soapbox, a, a town hall, a notice board for the community to gain information mm. and also to be able to communicate to the other community members as well. So if you look at uh, where newspaper legacy print or print newspapers, for example, if you have a deceased, uh, you know, you put a obituaries in mm-hmm. the local community newspaper so that everyone knows that there's a passing. If you were to sell something, you used to go to the classifieds pages and place an advert there. And also beautiful things such as school rugby, school soccer, um, school sports. Uh, that's where people really come out and shine and, and you know, realize their aspirations in this example because they are being recognized within their community because they are being placed inside a community newspaper. Now, with this thing called news deserts, it really refers to community newspapers dying out mm. because of a gradual migration of, not really gradual, it was really rapid migration of people reading printed newspapers to all of a sudden going to social media mm. to, gain, mm. to, 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 to gather information from or to go to the internet, uh, Wikipedia, whatever the, the case is. So the audience has migrated to online in most cases in America. So in South Africa, we are a couple of years back behind, with, you know, but we can learn as to what was that migration looking like and what impact did it have so to get to your question about the overarching objective of the trip is to share ideas of success stories that we have here in South Africa but to share it with publishers in the US as well but also to hear from their side how their journey was looking like when they were faced with questions that we are unable to uh, to, 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 to to pretty much answer so so Thelma I've uh, and another 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 point. I've been to a similar uh, pro process. I went to the UK. I think it was 2011. I visited uh, Johnson Press in the UK and also Local World. So Johnson Press is the equivalent of a Caxton 
um, operation, mm. you know, Caxton local newspaper operation. So they have uh, shoots of community newspapers around um, the outskirts of London, and and also local local world is more like a media twenty four as an example. And when I went there, two thousand eleven, and you can do your maths now; it's a couple, it's about ten years back. Uh, I could see already there that printed newspapers were being shut down. Mm. One mm. of the principals or the directors of Johnson Press even said. You see there, Chris, uh, there used to be a printing press there. We had to recycle all that metal because we had to migrate people online. Wow. So, And if you look at it from, from the perspective of running an organization, you look at how many jobs can get lost. Mm. Um, you know, you might imagine the Industrial Revolution was all about machinery, and so jobs were created. So now the audience is going online. So it becomes very worrying that if we could see it back then, and also it's happening in America as well, the potential of the audience migrating to online has got very negative effects on the traditional media. And how do we weather that? Because migrating from from print newspapers to online, the revenue that you derive from print is not going to be able to um, sustain keeping jobs mm-hmm. as an example of course yeah so 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 that's pretty much the overarching objective that i have uh the other publishers might um have different objectives i mean i, I, I serve yeah, part yeah. of the sustainability committee for aip as an example and some of the f- um you know the points they raise are things around technologies what technologies do we use to migrate from print to online do we use a wordpress website or do we use a bespoke um developed website uh, or do we use this tool, this invoicing tool, or that invoicing tool? Do we use Microsoft, or do we use something else? So, so those are the kind of questions that I, I, I'm assuming some of the other publishers would be asking. But on Mediate Media side, it's really about trying to find out how best we can weather what is to come. You know, you, you raised a very uh, important point of um, migrating from a print to, to, to online, it also came with its own challenges. We saw a huge rise in fake news websites. What's your view on that? What can be done in order to, 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 to bring back the credibility of a newspaper? Because back then when I grew up, when you had something on radio or you read something on a newspaper, you were sure that indeed that story did happen. But as it is now, we need to verify all the time. That's a wonderful question, Thelma. I think that's the reason why I'm actually here, uh, because I have such a passion for where we are going. Mm. Uh, and and you know, I'll, I'll, I'll answer your question in two in in, in two f- in, in two ways. Uh, technology can be a really great thing if used right. Mm-hmm. And I think. Uh, you know the word I don't like the word disruptive uh, technology or disrupting a certain industry uh, because with that disruption comes new things and that is why I'm actually talking to you right now to spark those kind of conversations as to here is a sector that has been affected by uh, technology and is this sector being supported by either government or other philanthropic support from donations or whatever the case is to safeguard the the, the importance of that sector mm. because 
technology is great. I mean, the 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 launch of Web 2.0, uh, the ability to have social media platforms and people to create avatars and talk to one another online, uh, it opened up a different way of thinking. Now, they can coexist. So we need to start having these kind of conversations around how best can we support a sector that really wants to safeguard the you know the credibility and the freedom of press um, and also how do we enable the citizen journalist as as you know as as, as it's as it's said now how can we put i don't want to say regulations but how can we put measures in place that will allow for citizen um, citizen um, call it journalism to coexist with credible uh credible newspapers and is there a mechanism that we can actually speak with the multinational companies like Facebook, Google, uh, the Twitter, uh, Instagram, etc. TikTok is an example as well. So how can we make sure that w- those platforms exist, but also how can they help in assisting that journalism still becomes credible? Now, the second part of the, the second part that I want to answer here, Tom, is that, look, there's no silver bullet uh, and, and people have been mischievous, uh, even with uh, newspapers back in the past. I mean, you could have Omam Gobozi, like we say in South Africa, people just spreading news around. But the only thing there is that it was never printed. There's a cost to print. Now with digital, anyone can open up a, a website. So how are we, pun- how are we punting uh, for safeguarding the future generation and us as well, Thelma, uh, against fake news or disinformation, if you can call it that, because I don't like to use the word safe news because we're glorifying fake and it's not news. It's not really news. Mm-hmm. It's actually misinformation, mm-hmm. disinformation. So so, so that's why uh, I really want to advocate that sectors from medical or from data, industries, mining, agriculture, how can they support media? Because we are the first people that get called to go and report on something. Mm-hmm. We are a tool to making their industries grow. Mm-hmm. And they choose us as media to make sure that their industries grow. So if they can plow back into the sector, like the media sector, through whatever measures that they can think of, whether it's donations to a certain organization, whether it is philanthropic donations, as, as an example, that will really help us fight disinformation. That will really help us organize ourselves better Mm. to make sure that people, when they are reading something online, there are mechanisms that they can fact-check, as an example. Exactly. That would be great. So, on your return to South Africa, what are you hoping to take home after this talk? Uh, Yeah, so it's very exciting when, you know, the whole concept of going to America and learning, because I think the, 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 the schedule as well that we have uh, when we are there is also not one that we are going on a vacation. It's, it's, it's nothing like that. Mm-hmm. So we will be having a lot of lectures from industry leaders in America within that sector. And also we are paired with uh, publishers who have similar ideas. So we'll be having a week or two with a publication that is paired with us so that we can share the information with one another, but also carry the other questions that other publishers might have to these um, these these host uh, publications, and upon return, we as a delegation from South Africa will be doing a roadshow 
to the, the various provinces to do an um, information transfer, oh. but not in the sense of just giving them a lecture, this is what we saw, this is what they said, um, these are the tools you use, but also to engage with them in a practical manner in terms of workshopping with them and also giving them a, 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 a leave behind, a, you know, a guide of some sort uh, that they will use to then look at how they can better do their newspapers um, in the various provinces. So, so for us, that's pretty much what we are going to be focusing on when we come back, um, skills sharing and uh, also hearing their ideas. Look, the independent publication uh, sector is very, uh, varies and, and has different silos. So the publishers, a publisher in Limbobo is totally different from a publisher in the Eastern Cape, as an mm-hmm. example, and the challenges are totally different. So we can't say there's a silver bullet for sustainability issues. And that is why we want to really workshop with them the information that we have gathered from America and see if they can use it for their operations. Wow, I love this part because it means that even if it's only selected publishers who are going on this tour, those who are remaining behind are not on the losing side. They will also benefit from this trip. That's a very brilliant and, idea. And, and to add on to that, I'll be vlogging as well. So I'm a millennial operating within a very traditional media space. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm, I'm only 35 years old and my colleagues are probably uh, the ages of my parents. <laughs> so, so I'll be vlogging, uh, doing some data dumps in a sense to say that this lecturer said this today. Mm-hmm. So um, those that are interested in this sector can go on to the AIP's Facebook page. So Association of Independent Publishers Facebook page, they can like it. And during that period that we are going to be there in America, they, they, are, they will be having access to data dumps. We've called it information nuggets um, for every single day that, that will be there. I will be the first one to go and like that page, I promise. I'll be the first one. So as a publisher who has like, over 15 years experience in community news media, would you say that the sector has transformed to the desired level? Yeah, Thelma, look, I think, I think that, that question is really relative in a sense that um, desired, le- desired level will differ from one publisher to another. Mm. Uh, if you look at the community media landscape right now, there are major companies who have got the market share and their market share might now be uh, going down because of COVID-19 being one and also digital, tr- d- digital migration of audiences because right now we're in the attention economy not rather the um, the information and understanding economy so people are going more to social media and that's where the advertising money is going to as well so as much as the bigger we call them the big five media companies in South Africa I won't mention them but they have the market share and all the independent publications over 200 of them um, and they, they, they are not getting as much advertising because of the market share being uh, kind of captured by those big five. So we have to look at it from that point of view to say, with the money also migrating to digital platforms, how is the local community media landscape going to look like? We need to look at a different money or monetizing um, point of view in order to keep the independence of media and the independence of community media in particular, hyper-local content. That's why we need to look at advertising does not necessarily need to be the driving mechanism behind keeping a local newspaper running. There need to be 
community involvement, stakeholder, in, um, um, the, uh, you know, call it private stakeholder involvement and also government involvement to say, how can we sustain the sector by either donations or subscriptions uh, from the community members to keep the newspaper running? Because advertising right now, we know that advertisers are going online because that's where the eyeballs are. Mm. So whether it's transformed, I would say in South Africa, it has not yet. However, I do still feel that there's a space and there's a place for printed media in South Africa because it is fertile ground. The cost of internet is a factor. The infrastructure of just Wi-Fi, um, Wi-Fi capabilities or the cost of mobile devices is also a factor because different communities have different LSMs, uh, living standard measurements. So if we are saying that we are going on the 4IR, the fourth industrial revolution bandwagon, uh, are we going to be leaving out people that are LSM 5 and under because they won't have access to data because the data costs are high. Mm. They won't have access to mobile devices where you can read an online um, uh, you know, article by IEC, elections coming up next year. So there is a space, there is a place for, uh, for printed media, but advertising is not going to pay for that print. That's the problem. That advertising is not going to pay for that print. That money for the printing and the distribution and the job creation needs to come from donations, philanthropic support, and also government as well. Mm. And as we conclude this conversation, what, what would be your parting shot? I would like you to speak to an aspiring publisher out there or those who have just started. They haven't really established themselves or put their feet on the ground. The first thing I'd say, put your feet on the ground because that's where it is. Uh, we call it pounding the pavement. Mm. Uh, we call it really, um, you know, having your, your nose um, at coalface because that's what it all is all about. Because I think if you, if you think all airy and think that um, Western world solutions to media will be where you want to be, then you, you, you've got big dreams. Good for you. You can be an influencer but you need to have a lot of work and effort put in. But the first thing that you would like, that, that you should do is really understand your community, engage with the people, and also put in the work, which is very, very important. So the reason why I'm mentioning influencers is because we are sold this massive dream of um, becoming a TikTok influencer, etc. Mm -hmm. Only a few people make it to that level, and we can't have everybody famous. All right, That's why it's important that you put your feet on the ground and you talk to the people, understand the community and understand the voice. And not only um, is South Africa so ripe for, for, for aspiring publishers, it, it, it's also the right time right now because mm. diversity is a question because we don't want to lose ourselves as South Africans. We have 11 official languages. We have a massive diversity, a wide array or spectrum of, 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 color, of color in this country. And that's where now you need to look at it from that point of view of saying, which community am I going to have a voice um, and portray what 
that community wants to wants to hear and also wants to communicate through you as an organization or as a, as a publisher. So the last one, Thelma, is really to think outside the box. Like right now, you've got DJ Fresh launching a podcast. And mm. I think there's how many other podcasters out there? There's MacGyver, there's mm. Gareth Cliff, et cetera, et cetera. Yes, he's seeing where the money comes, where the money is. It might not be traditional radio stations like Ubuntu Radio mm. as an example, but he's seen that there is an opportunity in thinking outside the box. So that's why I encourage public I encourage radio stations and television stations, especially community television stations, to get a hold of me and to start discussing uh, and having engagement with with us as, as, as independent publishers, as an example, to say, what can we do differently? How can we uh, look at different revenue streams, different revenue models and thinking outside the box? So, yeah, uh, in a that was not a parting shot. That was more like a couple of blows. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Chris, thank you so much for having made time to come to studio and talk to us about this very important issue. We are very excited for you that you are going out there to represent South Africa and you'll come back with information and impart it on other publishers as well. That will encourage growth for all of us. So I wish you all the best. Where are you guys living? All right. So. When are we leaving? We're leaving the end of May okay. and coming back mid-June. Mid-June. Yeah, so luckily there's going to be sun that side. So And, uh, uh, well, we were told that they also have storms which can cause uh, outages, so uh, power outages. So I'm looking forward not to missing load shedding this side. <laughs> I hope you're working very hard preparing for yourself for that trip. Yeah. So, yeah, we are definitely. Uh, and, and also, uh, Thelma, if, if your listeners would like to get in touch with us, yes, uh, please. which is you really, really, details, yeah. I mean, it will be very irresponsible for me to come and advocate, but then mm. leave it at that. So for me, I really would like to encourage uh, individuals that, that can hear why we are wanting to fight for um, you know the safety of journalism as a field and and as, and as a career as a profession and also community media they can get a hold of me on my email which is chris at m e d eight dot c o dot z a so that's med eight media so not med eight media but med eight dot c o dot z a but alternatively they can give me a call as well so I'm really open to discussing things over the phone zero seven six Five two five eight three zero six, and uh, they can also go to www.med8.co.za. Thank you so much, Chris. Uh, all the best. Unfortunately, we've run out of time. I would have loved to drag this on and on and on. Have a good day, further. Thank you. You are still listening to Ubuntu Radio. I just concluded that conversation with Chris Mdinga uh, from Mediate Media. And he is uh, one of the 10 who will be jetting off to USA to learn uh, something about community uh, publishing. Um, let's meet on the other side of uh, this uh, commercial break. We're looking forward to having President Cyril Ramaphosa uh, who is hosting his Ugandan uh, counterpart. Uh, there will be a press briefing uh, shortly. The visit happens at a time when this country is faced with so many challenges and we're hoping to use this opportunity to pose uh, some questions around uh, development and yes, it will be happening anytime from now because it is scheduled for 10 o'clock. As we 
wait for that i'll be crossing over to the uk where president of the european commission president von der leyen is in the uk she held a press briefing with the british prime minister rishi sunak let's take a break and go to the uk los angeles tokyo bamako honolulu madrid algiers ubuntu radio connecting africa to the world